Hey Conscious Fam, welcome to the 24th episode of the Conscious Podcast. On this episode, I caught up with my good friend, Lachlan Wallace. Lockie is CEO and founder of the holistic excellence and wellness hub, Virtus Performance, host of the Virtus Podcast, strength and conditioning coach, and an all-round top guy. We speak about some juicy topics including the pursuit of excellence, living a purposeful life, why pain and struggle is important in our journey, widening your perspective, knowing your standards, learning from every person and situation, doing you, and so much more, plus some awesome tangible tips to optimize your life. I first met Lockie when I featured on the Virtus podcast, episode 32 I think it was. Since that conversation, I've always wanted to get Lockie on the podcast and I'm so glad I did. A very inspiring human doing a lot of good things. I really enjoyed this and I hope you do too. Welcome to The Conscious Pod. My name is Carlos Cirillo and this is your place to cultivate wisdom, awareness, life insights to raise your being and become more conscious in your daily life. Before I kick off the podcast, just a shout out to some of the brand partnerships that we have with the podcast. I'm not paid from these brand partnerships. I just use and love their products and they support the podcast as well. And they've offered huge discounts for you guys. So make sure you try them and give it a go. As you would know from listening to previous episodes of the podcast, I am proud to share a company I helped co-found, Snackbox Co. Snackbox Co. is a healthy snack delivery service, sending out monthly boxes filled with awesome, healthy snacks to workplaces around Australia. I found that in many of the 20 plus jobs I worked at, that the workplaces didn't offer a healthy snacking environment. We want to make it convenient to have healthy and fun options available. There are multiple box options to choose from and no locking contracts. And we also now introduce boxes for home. So you can also have a rotating variety of healthy snacks delivered to your door. For podcast listeners, if you go to our website, www.snackboxco.com.au, and use the code CARLO15, C-A-R-L-O-15, all in uppercase, you'll get 15% off your first purchase. If you know me, you know I'm always having a laugh and rocking a big smile. Because I like to enjoy some pleasures like coffee and red wine fairly often, it was a struggle to keep my teeth white. This was a problem for me because my smile is the first thing people see, and I didn't want stained teeth to be the first thing people notice. I needed a natural whitening solution other than the toothpaste that weren't really getting results. So I tried Carbon Scrubs Activated Charcoal Teeth Whitening Powder and my teeth were noticeably whiter. Even so that people were commenting on my teeth. This is so simple to use, indigenous, natural, cruelty free, handmade in Melbourne and a really good price. For Conscious Podcast listeners, if you go to their site www.carbonscrub.com, use the code CARLO15, all in uppercase, you'll get 15% off your first purchase. I'm always looking for ways to optimize my health. I'd been feeling a slump in overall health and energy since about March this year. I noticed it was when I stopped taking my daily greens drink. So a few weeks ago, I researched the best out there and I found more life alkalizing greens and am now a big fan. It tastes so good. It has 18 plus fruits and veggies, no added sugars or processed sweeteners, helps support gut health with pre and probiotics plus digestive enzymes, supports your immune system and helps your body thrive in an alkaline state with this super convenient alkalizing nutrient green boost. I think everyone needs this in their life. It's just that 
thing you can just have every single day that just makes you feel so much better and puts so much good stuff into your body. My favorite greens is the acai raspberry flavor. For conscious podcast listeners, if you go to their site, www.morelife.com, M-O-R-L-I-F-E, and use the code CARLO15, all in uppercase, you'll get 15% off your first purchase. Lockie, how are you, man? Mate, doing very, very well. Awesome. What have you been up to today? Uh, coached a little bit this morning, had a sleep in, my nice. weekly sleep in. It's the two hours of the week that I give to myself no matter what. Mm-hmm. So it was a very nice morning. So every Thursday is your scheduled sleep in? Scheduled sleep in. Usually I don't get to work till 10 or 11, but one of the boys wanted to train, so got in at 9, so... Good morning. Nice. You didn't schedule that for a Sunday to be like the, uh, the nah, normal? S- <laughs> Sunday's mostly a sleep-in, but every now and again, um, work calls or yep. KP, my partner, calls and we do something cool on a Sunday. So Sunday's for brunch. Sunday's definitely brunch. for brunch. Brunch and coffee. Yeah. Um, every ca- day's Catching coffee, up though. with people. Yeah, every, mate. Every day. <laughs> I've had more coffees this morning than you'd like to know, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Two for me, that's all. Just two. Uh, <laughs> what are you most excited about in life right now? What am I most excited about? It's a tough question. Um, this conversation would probably be number one. Yep. I think it's really easy to focus down the road, mm-hmm. but um, the things that are right in front of me. So this conversation, uh, the afternoon I've got ahead of me coaching, football training tonight, whatever happens tomorrow. Um, yeah. But on a on a deeper level, I'm excited for connection and impact um yep. excited to connect with cool people and do cool shit with them awesome yeah and we actually met was it a year ago just under a year ago yeah it would have probably been i've been doing the podcast for about 65 weeks so a year and a bit so i think you were what was 20 it? something yep so maybe about nine months ago around there so that was the first time we met yeah um through mutual amazing friend ed Cheers and to you, um, yeah, so on the Virtus Performance Podcast, yeah, Virtus Podcast, Virtus Podcast, and uh, that was an awesome chat. That was, that was good. Three people on, yeah. in the podcast. That was it was interesting dynamic. That was the only time I've done that. Ed contributed about eight percent of the conversation, so he was, was mostly he just was us. there just to have a beer. That Mor- was moral support. Yeah, <laughs> just to make sure we didn't get off target. <laughs> <off track, laughs> exactly. With um, but yeah, that was the last time I seen you as well because I've been uh, up in Muldura. Busy and now, boy. Yeah, and then coming down this weekend, I was like, definitely got to have a chat. We're at Hobber in Praran and uh, great location. So I know a little bit about you and obviously from listening to the podcast, I know a lot of things about you. <laughs> but for the listeners and for myself, yep. can you give us a wrap up of your life from start to now? Four. That's a big question. I actually did a, did a little talk on last Friday for, a, for another business's staff retreat and I was asked to tell my story and I thought it was a very, it's a weird thing to be asked, right? Like, I think we can very quickly just think we're just, u- just usual, just ordinary um, and we don't really have a story but I think the cool thing about this platform and about the podcast is I've learned that everyone has a story and everyone has something something to add. So... The way I split it up for that conversation was I split it into kind of phases. I think we've all got, we go through phases and, and like life is just like a book and we have chapters. Um, even though a chapter finishes, the characters still remain the same. We still have the same desires and hopes and dreams and stuff like that. So I think obviously growing up, uh, I lived in a very 
privileged household, very supportive family, uh, three sisters, mum and dad who are two of my most favourite people in the world. So they, I guess, who I am now is because of them and that's a that's a cool cool kind of way, way to look at it. Um, they, I never really wanted for everything but was always made to work for everything that I wanted and had. So they instilled that kind of work ethic and driving me pretty early on. So, you know, phase one was just growing up and, and starting to figure shit out. Um, phase two, I guess, I kind of call it like my athlete phase, um, or my athlete chapter, growing up, uh, a footballer, running. Those two things kind of, you know, shaped my direction from there. Um, managed to spend a few years playing playing some semi-elite football in the VFL, um, Prior to that was, you know, playing good local footy and doing some athletics and all those kind of things. So that kind of phase was, was kind of step two and that phase obviously overlapped with the the uni phase, getting stuck into exercise sports science uh, because like 99% of the people in that course, I like sport yep. and wanted to figure out what I was doing. Um, that that phase was, was kind of an interesting one. There was a lot of... A lot of days not knowing what I was going to spend my life doing and a lot of days unsure as to what the next step was. But I think I learnt after that phase that patience was probably the only thing I really needed because yep. like, I think we've all got our own thing or our own bit of magic to kind of give to the world. So I think if for the people that are struggling with what they want to do, you'll work through it and you'll figure it out. Um, and even when you think you've figured it out, you haven't really figured it out. You're just kind of at that next step. So that chapter um, kind of finished up and, and then kind of rolled into what I would now call maybe my still figuring it out, but more figuring it out while running a business chapter. Yep. Um, so running Virtus Performance. Um, I One of the questions that you get asked a lot in life is like, what do you do? Yep. I hate that question <laughs> because... You know, if you say tell someone you're a personal trainer or you're a coach or you're an accountant or you're a teacher, people have a, a preconceived idea of what a teacher is and what mm-hmm. a teacher does. But if you get 10 teachers in a the room, they're 10 individuals and they're 10 different people and 10 completely different stories and and, and bunch of experiences that they bring to, bring to the table. So um, when people ask me what I do now, my answer is I cultivate and empower excellence uh, through teaching uh, teaching our students and mentoring our students and, and coaching our clients um, and through speaking things like, like this and, and like the gear did the other day and the, our podcast. I think it's just we all, like I said, have that magic to offer. Um, some people who are teachers do it in other ways. Some people who are accountants do it by accounting. And I think when we realize that our story is just as important as you know Brad Pitt's or... Or, um, or someone else who we all look up to. Um, I can't believe I use Brad Pitt as the example <laughs> of who I look up to. Um, the Ray Dalios and the yeah. Alex Sharfins and those guys of the world. Um, when we realize that, then we can be, and to steal, steal a line from Joe Rogan, we can be the hero of our own story yeah. and we start to you know, give ourselves the credit we deserve to a point. Mm-hmm. Funny you say that. I just yeah. sent that to a mate Did last you? night. How good is that? Because he was like, I need some motivation. I just sent him that YouTube video because it always, always yeah. gets me. Because you're looking at Joe and you're like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm scared. I don't, and I think 
like the one thing I've learned over my my story is that I still have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. But everyone's like that. Yes. And I think Joe's someone, like you know, of his 1,200 podcasts or whatever he's up to, I've listened to probably 800 of them. He's someone that I resonated with very early on because his beliefs matched up with mine, but his belief in the fact that he doesn't really know what he's doing mm-hmm. also matched up with mine. And he's someone that we think, we look at, and you know, we all fall into that trap of looking at people that are successful. And yes, we're on audio, so I did the quotation mark thingies, the bunny ears. <laughs> um, but he's someone we look at as successful. He's got it all figured out. But you know, when you when you listen to him talk, it's just he's just having a crack. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really important for us to do the same thing, mm-hmm. even if we don't have a podcast with you know a hundred million downloads a month or whatever whatever he's up to now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's an amazing YouTube video. Yeah. Everyone should check it out. They should. I'll leave that in the show notes as well. Good. But going back to uh, I, I guess when you were saying when people say they're PTs, they're, they're teachers and stuff like that, yeah. it's just a title. That, yeah. doesn't, that doesn't explain who you are. Yeah, 100%. And I think people can fall behind that and they, when they do introduce themselves and they say, I am... It's a go-to, right? Yeah. And yeah. then, it, it, like you said, it closes off a lot of things. So one of the questions I was actually going to add into my list of questions that I asked people on the podcast Good. was going to be, who are you right now? Yeah, that's cool. What are you doing in life right now? Because it, you can see how people answer. You already answered it, so I'm not going to ask you. <laughs> because you, you said, got a better answer now. I empower people and yeah. stuff like that. So when people were asking me, what do you do? Mm. Or, or what do you, where are you at in life right now? Because even the yeah, question, question of your wrap-up, which was... The phases, I like that. That's how I explain it as well for myself because yeah. we've all got our phases and chapters. 100%. Some people, I wouldn't say define themselves by those things that have happened, but they stay in those. Well, that's I who I, I am. Do, right? Like, like you've been an elite, elite sportsman, right? Like I've got to the cusp of like my dream of playing the AFL. Didn't quite get there. It was never good enough. But I think um, you know that whole... The glory days, the like, you know, we get, you get people who maybe around the soccer club or the footy club for me who, you know, just remember the glory days, yeah. and, and it's just like, you know, I'm what 26 years old at the moment, and if you're going to tell me my glory days are over, like, not a <laughs> chance in the world. Like, things yeah. are just going to get better. Yeah. And even though I'm not playing that role anymore, that I'm not playing that like sport at that level. I'm still playing footy, still yeah. loving footy, um, but it's not the bane of my existence like it once was and I think you know if hopefully you know we've got another 50, 60, 70, 80 years of doing cool shit to, to happen if that's the highlight then what's the point point? Yeah. and I think it's really easy for people to fall into that trap mm. um, but you know the highlight's going to be the next cool thing I do um, yeah. and then we, we move on and just because we may not have the same physical attributes we once had um, you know what goes on up top is probably a little bit more important Mm. Anyway, we evolve, we, we grow, do. we get, we have new beliefs, we have new aspirations, and it just keeps growing. And I can definitely relate to that because even even at the soccer club, like for instance, this is my last year. Yeah. Last year, I want to play for all, whatever reasons I've got. But people are like, no, this is you know the time <laughs> when you've got to be playing. Yeah. Like I wish I could still be playing. It's like, man, if that's your dream, yeah, you do it. Yeah. Like I, I have other things I want to do. Exactly. And that's fine with me. Uh, I think it was Gary V saying the other night, it was like, uh, he's talking to a 22-year-old and he's like, you're 22% through your life. Like, yep. it's not over. You just yep. haven't figured it out yet. And no yep. one, like you said, no one has. Like, I'm, look, I feel like I'm doing purposeful work that I'm very fulfilled doing and I'm figuring it out. Yep. I don't think I've actually got to the the major thing yet, yep. but it's coming. And yep. I've got those those visions of 10 years, of three years, of five years, but... 
they could change. Yeah, 100%. And it's listen, all fluid, right? Yeah, and listen to podcasts this morning. It's the same thing. They're saying <laughs> they can grow and it's okay to do mm. that. You don't have to say, okay, I'm, I'm 16 years old. I want to be a professional soccer player. Then you get to that. Then you might go, that was cool. Yeah. What's the next thing? Yeah. And I think it's understanding that it's, chap- that it's a chapter um, and not, you know, when it's over, it's over. And, mm-hmm. and, and being okay with that and, and being excited for the next step. Yeah. Um, for whatever that may be, whether it's business or family or, or anything like that. I think if you're, if you're unable to, to move forward and grow and evolve, um, transcends become one of my favorite words. If you're unable to transcend who you were yesterday, then you know, if you're not living, you're dying. If you're not growing, you're dying kind of thing. So being able to constantly be in the moment and happy with where you are and happy, and I don't know if happy is the right word. Happy is a weird word. Um, it's it kind being, of a mix. I know what yeah. you're saying. Like it's a mixture between content, but always growing. Correct, correct. You, you're you're loving what you're doing, but with always you know working towards that yeah. that next thing. Um, because I think that's you know that's the spice of life is when we're actually growing, uh, challenging ourselves to you know embracing the suck and moving forward. Because um, I'm sure you know we can all look back at the the hard times and go, yeah, that was that was an awesome period of growth. Awesome. What inspired you to start Virtus? Um, what inspired me? I think I don't like being told what to do, so I was probably always gonna gonna do my own thing. And you know, I th- I think um, I think my old man running his own business. Um, I saw how hard he worked and how much time he put into that, and how he was able to. Raise a raise a family um, that I'm sure like he could be proud of. Um, that I'm incredibly proud to be a part of. So that def- that was definitely part of it. Um, I guess growing up a uh, growing up an athlete, you know, with running and, and footy and stuff, I was always trying to improve. So you know, having a having an environment, cultivating an environment where that was our goal was just improvement and growth. Um, was something that I wanted. The, you know, there was a, a big chunk of my life where I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. Um, like I said, I still don't really know, but at least now I'm loving it. Like I'm loving every day. Um, so I think it was just a mix of those things, a mix of you know, fitness, health, um, performance, being big parts of my life, and then you know, creating a. I was probably always going to have a, a brick and mortar business. Um, having somewhere that's actually a place it's a destination um, that's different to everything else in the fitness industry um, it's a real community yeah yeah create like the inspiration was to have a place where people could go and connect and, and do cool shit and, and that wasn't my what I wrote down initially um, it's what it's evolved to being mm-hmm. and I think like the connection is almost more important than the strength conditioning and the and the performance aspect of it um you know and that performance is not just for athletes that's for for life um and i think what it, what it initially wanted to be was we wanted to do fitness the right way um we you know going through that those higher levels and doing a lot of internship internships around elite clubs and a couple of private facilities you realize how backwards a lot of the fitness industry is um 
and I'm not the kind of person I try and make sure that if I complain about something I try and do something to fix it so I thought if we can take you know this elite aspect of strength conditioning from say Collingwood Football Club that we spent a lot of time there the education from you know Australian Catholic University when I went to uni um, take the community of a football club and the I guess need for people to move and grow and connect and, and put it all in one place that can continuously evolve and and improve, um, all those things were the inspiration to start it. Um, and I think, you know, the, the meaning of Virtus is excellent, so, so that's something that we've been subconsciously chasing for most of my life, and now now I've, you know, got the word that's kind of the thing I come back to, um, which is, yeah, that's our why, is just to, to empower and cultivate and embrace that word. Yeah, mm. and it looks like an awesome community. Like, I've been there, been to the facility, yeah. It's a wicked setup, but even yeah. just seeing it on Instagram, checking it out, listening to people that coach there and go there, it's, yeah. it seems like a real family. It's it's a cool place, and and I, and it's it's awesome that it's it's almost like transcended being mine now, mm-hmm. and and I'm and I'm really appreciative of that of that. Um, I want it to be a place where if I didn't rock up for six months, for whatever reason, it'd still grow. Yeah. Um, the clients would still reach their goals, they'd hit their targets, they'd be able to improve, you know, the staff would be able to do the same thing um, just in different ways. The team and the community would be able to grow and and foster its own growth. Um, and it's cool seeing that now, right? Like, I think life's about connection and relationships and when, you know, I see on Instagram or I see videos or, you know, people chatting to me about them catching up with a couple of people from the gym that had nothing to do with any of our staff and you know a lot of the friendships that people are keeping now are external to the gym but mm-hmm. because of the gym um and it's just a gym right yeah. like it's it's just four walls and a bunch of equipment um but having se- seeing people connect and create you know what you what you'd hope would be lifelong relationships from it that's almost the best part yeah mm. awesome what's one profound realization you've had this year <coughs> Whoa. One profound realization. I don't know if there's one. I think uh, every new thing I kind of come across, new piece of information, um, kind of just adds to my current understanding and experience of how the world works. Um, I think my my biggest like single realization, and I think I've been working on this realization for a couple of years but it's just it's not about me and it's never been about me but it's about how I can best serve the people around me um, and the environments that I'm in. I've, I'm someone that doesn't, sl- doesn't slow down enough um, so being able to go fast but then take a, take a back seat for, you know, two hours this morning or, or a day here and there or go away or or something like that to allow the recharge and allow the um, the, the batteries to to fill up again. That's been a big realisation for me. Um, and and the the fact that you don't have to be the same person you were two years ago. Like if you know, for ten years of my life my goal is to play football. Um, and for, for six years of that 
playing VFL, I kind of got to live that, that dream. Um, not quite at AFL level, but I played for the club I grew up following and was coached by some of my favourite players and was able to experience that. And I think the biggest realisation, and it's probably only been the last couple of months, has just been that, cool, that was an amazing part of my life, but mm-hmm. now we're at the next part of my life. Um, and we don't have to be like focused on that forever. Like, you know, if I'm, like I said before, if I'm still worried about the glory days in 20, 30, 40 years, then I've done something wrong. Yeah. And I can definitely relate to that. And yeah. it's, it's, like you said, it just keeps bringing up stuff for me as well. And I'm just like, it's that consciousness of knowing that that 100%. was, that was, it was in your life. It taught you what it was. I think it was, someone was telling me about, get, like a different situation, but yeah. getting rid of things in your life, like clothes and yeah. stuff like that. It served its purpose. It taught yeah. you what it taught. And maybe it was taught. You shouldn't have bought this. <laughs> yeah, Give it away or throw it out. Like yeah. it, it, not throw out your memories of what you did. Yeah. But that's what it was, and yeah. you learnt from it, and now you're extending from those lessons to what pu- purpose you want to share. Yeah. And, and I think if you can, you can remove those memories. We can start creating new ones. Yeah. And um, you know, you don't want to be that guy that just is bitter and old and <laughs> and worried and just you know upset that everything's not the way it was um, anymore. I agree. What are you most proud of in life? What am I most proud of? I'm proud of the environments I've created um, and cultivated and that whole grass is greener mm-hmm. um, saying the grass isn't greener, the grass is greener where you water it. And I think I'm proud of the time and the effort and the commitment I've shown to people around me, um, places around me, and now I can kind of look back and, like, life isn't about things or places or um, material stuff. It's about the people you get to share it with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even though I don't see a lot of people regularly anymore, um, some of the some of the friendship groups I've been able to create and the friendships and the relationships I've been able to create, like, I'm so proud of those people. Um, and it's that, you know, wonderful symbiotic relationship where they help me and I help them. Um, I kind of try and look at friendship like a bit of a bank account, right? Like two people open an account together, mm-hmm. it's their friendship. You know, for a period of time, you're both probably chipping chipping money in, and then for a period of time, someone might need some help. So I might be going through some shit, and you know, I've got to start taking some stuff out, taking some money out, and start spending it, even though while the other person's still putting it in. Eventually, you know, there'll come a time where the shoe's on the other foot, and I'm able to put money in. Um, and you know that whole when you if you want momentum I think if you add it to other people um, it's the best way for you to get momentum and I'm working on my spirituality I'm not the most spiritual person in the world but at the same time I'm incredibly spiritual in certain ways um, mm-hmm. I think I'm when it, when it comes to labeling things I struggle with being spiritual yeah. when it comes to just realizing that the world is energy and you put energy and you'll get it back at su- in some way. It won't be the way you think and it won't be the way you expect, but you'll be able to get it away. So I'm most proud of Virtus. I'm incredibly proud of that environment, um, but the friendships and the relationships that have come from that. Mm-hmm. Um, proud of my ability to connect with people. And I think that comes from, comes from the way I was brought up. Um, it obviously comes from my parents' values and comes from my values. Nice. Yeah. What's the worst thing that has ever happened to you and how is that the best thing that has ever happened to you? When you sent me this question, <coughs> I cuz most most of the others was like 
Oh, yeah, I've got like four, four or five answers to that. This one, this one's kind of tough because I think, and I like the way you put it, in fact, that the worst things tend to be our biggest, biggest learning curves. Um, Perspective. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I very much buy into kind of the Buddhist philosophy that pain, that pain and, and suffering is a, an incredibly important part of life and that's how we grow and how we learn. Um, but then you think perspective, right? Like the worst things that happen to me and that worst thing, like it's really hard to put a label on the worst thing. Um, I think the worst, like, you know, the worst things are, and there's reasons for it, right? Uh, people passing away and, mm-hmm. and lo- losing people and, um, you know, losing, com- like that ability to have conversations that you'll never get, you'll never get that ability back. Um, and then I look at, you know, I've had a very privileged, privileged, li- yeah, privileged life, right? Like all of, growing up and things like that never really wanted for anything like I was made to to work for things but you know that was an incredibly important lesson that that I was learning throughout that time I look at you know injuries with footy that you know maybe cost me my chance of playing AFL or um, you know times where in business it was like I don't know if we're going to be able to open the doors next month or you know um, I had a with work, had a um, started with a business partner for the first twelve months. He moved on. Um, I just bought a house. You know, I've, I've been lucky enough to have um, a partner, KP, for the last nine and a half years or so. Um, we've been able to grow up and mature together, which has been super cool. With you know having that support network. So, you know, you say worst thing, and all of those things were difficult. Um, but at the end of the day, they were just like roadblocks or mountains to climb to figure out you know what was next mm-hmm. um and when you think you know perspective comes into it and I'm, I'm very fortunate to have some people in my life that bring that back to me straight away um one of the one of the families at the gym at Virtus, um one of their little boys has um, cerebral palsy and you know i think of my worst thing and you know what he's going through on a day-to-day basis at the moment like you know it's not even not even um, in any way applicable to say that my thing's the worst thing. So, um, you know, we've got one of our uh, one of our clients at the moment over in Kenya at a, at a children's um, what are they called orphanage orphanage. Yep. Um, and she's you know sending us videos and photos back of the kids with massive smiles on their faces and stuff like that. And like they're in they aren't don't have all the things that we have. Um, and they don't have all the opportunities that we have. Um, lucky there's some incredible people like Brooke that go over there and, and give themselves to them. So, you know, the worst thing, they're just, they're just learning experiences. Um, and they're good. Like, it's, it's good. When, it, when, when bad things happen, it's good because mm-hmm. we learn from them, we grow from them. Um, and that, ne- that, I think we need to feel lost and overwhelmed and we need to struggle and we need to have pain. Um, you know, because then we can understand what it's like to be on the other end of it, and it's just it's just a it's just a passing passing thing that's happening, um, and our ability to show gratitude for the things we do have and perspective for the things that we are lucky enough to not have to endure. Um, I'm a, I'm a big quote guy. Um, I was saying before, like quotes kind of the scaffolding of how I like to live my life. Like I've got all these quotes that I like to come back to. Um, one of my favourite Marcus Aurelius quotes is if you can endure it then if, if it's endurable then endure it and that's it um, yeah 
bad shit's only bad if we look at it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a really good mindset and perspective mm. on that. I yeah. like it. And there's some days, some days where the the self-loathing comes in <laughs> and, you, and you're kind of like, you know, this is the worst, but it's daily gratitude mm-hmm. has helped with that um, exponentially um, perspective and, you know, kind of having a look at, we live in, you know, such a privileged part of the world <clears throat> being in Australia um, and bad things do happen to good people and that's just the way life, life is. Um, but how our mindset changes around those bad things completely determines how we look at life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, yeah, something I'm, I'm working on and, you know, we never, we never get any of this stuff right, but, um, you know, and it's easy when you're, when you're not going through really, really yeah. tough times. <laughs> when, um, when it's all momentum and yeah, rising. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like some days I'm like far out, like I don't know how I'm going to pay all these bills or, you know, or there's all like little things add up, but at the end of the day, when we re- when we're really honest with ourselves, things are never that bad. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's a deep gratitude and a deep perspective on things because, mm. like you said, bad things happen to everyone. Good things happen to everyone. It's just how you see every moment, your perspective yeah. on it, is what you're going to get out of it. Yeah, I think every, everyone suffers, and I think our if we can understand that everyone suffers, then yeah. we get that perspective straight away. Yeah, um, and be a lot more empathetic and, and yeah, compassionate towards 100%. everyone yeah and then you can be there for other people I know when I'm going through my hardest times that if I dive into helping the guys at the gym that seem to be not doing well um, all the shit that I'm dealing with you know dissolves fairly quickly mm. nice what's the best advice you've ever been given this is the other, other question I struggled with <laughs> um, I think I don't know, it really depends what you constitute as advice. Like, I think... Can be a quote. <laughs> see, see that's, that's, that's what I was thinking. Like, <clears throat> we, we live in a time where information is everywhere. Um, and yes, we've got to discern between the, the good shit and the, and, the, and the mindless stuff. But we can, we can learn off most of... You know, obviously, recorded history. We can learn off pretty much anyone from the last four, four to four hundred to a thousand years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, some of the best what I'd call advice is just some of the books I've read, um, the podcasts I've listened to, the people I've heard from, um, the TED talks I listen to when I should be sleeping, like little things like that. Um, I've kind of got, I've probably got a couple of little ones like. I was listening to, to a TED Talk a couple of weeks ago. I wrote a little blog post on it. It was just be where your feet are. Um, that's something that I can come back to when I'm worried about you know, a meeting I've got next week or, or a bill I've got coming out in a month or you know, whatever. If I'm coaching, I'm coaching. If I'm doing a podcast, I'm present in that conversation. It's not worried about where you're going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm on my phone doing something and someone's sitting next to me waiting for me to respond to their question. I'm going to be like, what the fuck am I doing? I've got to get that phone and put it away. Um, it's just a presence thing. Um, another one, when I was going through, um, you know, one of the harder times at the gym, um, Greg, who's our physio, one, one of my mentors and, and good friends, he said to me, he said, he just sent me a message and it was out of the blue, but he must have, you know, sent something and he kind of said, um, stop, take a breath and realize how far you've come. And that was really grounding, and it was a really cool 
like I still remember where I was when he sent it and you know um, it was just a stop and I was like yeah we're actually doing okay um, so I think all those little things are just bits of advice that help you um, that help you move forward um, and I think it's really cool that we can share a quote or you know yes there's the, the motivational shit that yeah. motivation don't get me started but it's just something that if we're looking for motivation then we're looking for the wrong thing I mm-hmm. think so you know all the fancy motivational quotes um, need to have substance behind it but it's really cool how some of the conversations I've had someone could say something off the cuff and it's like yep that's stuck with me um, one of the quotes that we've got written on the gym at the wall is the standards you walk past are the standards you accept and that's been something that's just been like it's imprinted into my brain now like if I see something that I'm not okay with, um, subconsciously now my brain goes fix it. So you know, if I walk past a bit of rubbish on the side of the road, I, mm. like I walk past it and then go, I'll stop and take three steps back, pick it up, put it in the bin. Like it's just those little things, um, like those, like you said before, those tangible, actionable bits of advice um, that you're able to do. And you know, if you're if you're struggling, just stop, smile, and face face the sun. Well, that's it I like it yeah. and there's some things in there that I've got to, I'm picking up as well it's just the <laughs> standard stuff like yeah. exactly like bringing it more home you don't clean your room you walk past it and you, yeah. you, you walk out and you go hang on I'd feel better about myself if I actually did that yeah it's like, it's like you know do your best to make the bed in the morning and I look I think this morning was the first morning I slept in for a, for a week <laughs> did, I, did I make the bed and maybe it wasn't as crisp as it should be right like um, you know that's that's standard and making sure we tick those boxes. Yeah. Um, one of one of the I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here, but one of the guys I follow online, um, functional coach Logan Galbridge from uh, Juice Gym in in the US. He's someone that resonate resonate with on a lot of different things. And and for me, it's excellence. For him, it's hold the standard. And I guess the way I'm going to steal one of his little examples that he uses. Like for me, if you close your eyes and think of your favorite animal, like picture every little every little detail of that animal um, and then try and draw it. Us, excellence and that standard is that picture you've got in your head and our current effort is your drawing and it's gonna, there's going to be a gap, right? So, you know, the more time you spend working on that effort and improving it and adding to it and, and you know, and it's a time thing as well. It's it's time, and the more you chip into it, the better that drawing's going to get, and the closer that's going to get to that to that standard or you know that level of excellence. And I think if we can look at excellence or the standard as something that, to be honest, we're probably never going to get to, but the closer we get, the better we get at all different areas of our life. Um, and it's important to try and put that mindset into not just work or not just sport but your relationships and your health mm-hmm. and your wealth and all of the different areas of your life because then you're tipping into you and you know us as individuals we're the most important things in our life because if we don't look after us we can't look we can't do all the other cool shit we want so if we're able to tip in and and do that and chase that excellence and chase that standard then you know eventually we're going to get to a point where we're content, we're happy, whatever word you want to look at. Um, but then we go through hard shit and it starts all over again. Yeah. And that's the cool, that's the cool stuff, right? Yeah. Um, we just want to make sure we do cool shit along the way. It's all part of the journey. 100%. So what, would you, what advice would you give your 16-year-old self? 
<clears throat> I think I I think it's hard to give your sixteen year old self advice because you know ten years on you don't you you don't know what you don't know, um, and I think when you know better you do better. So I would like to become a little bit more self aware a little bit earlier, but whether I had the uh, capacity to do so emotionally, yeah. I probably probably maybe not. Um, I would like to figure out what my purpose was or what my why was or think about that stuff a little earlier. Um, but again, I probably wasn't at the stage where in my life where I could have. I would have liked to work harder um, with my football and things like that. But to be honest, the level that I worked at was pretty high. So whether or not there was there was more room to grow there, um, I guess I'll never know. Um, yeah, I would have maybe liked to connect with a few more people. Um, but I think it's just don't stress about the future and what you don't have now because it doesn't matter. It's not important. Yeah. Um, just be who you are. And I was, I was, I've always been good at um, being me and not needing to put on a facade or a mask or anything like that for, for anyone else. Um, but I think it's just nailing down, be where you are and who you are and everything else will figure itself out. Mm-hmm. And how do you think people can become more fulfilled in life? It's a hard one, right? Because everyone's on their own path and everyone's on their own journey um, <clears throat> and everyone's trying to figure out what they want. But a, a surface level answer would be um, read, watch and listen. Um, people that you look up to, people that you can learn from and people that you can appreciate um, I think and don't try and emulate anyone else um, we are not all unique little snowflakes we're, we're all humans we're all pretty much the same but that magic I spoke about before that that gift that we've all got to share to the world um, everyone's is a little bit different mm-hmm. and don't you know, don't feel as though you can't. What was that thing you sh- you shared that I shared the other day? Do you remember? It was something along those lines. Oof. Could probably could probably check, but um, I want to be a one story, of wasn't it? Yeah, um, and I think I think it's it's the kind of thing where we've all got that magic in us, and it's it's all about you know making sure that we uh, here we go do the do the earth a favor, don't hide your magic, um, and it's it's finding that so people that are struggling to be fulfilled keep searching for what your thing is um, and you know your thing when you're 30 is going to be probably possibly different to when you're 40 or when you're 50 or when you're 60 um, and I think it's understanding that time goes by real quick um, it you know, I'm only 26 but I like to think that I'm fairly aware that if you don't make things happen life will just happen for you mm-hmm. um, and I think if we want to be fulfilled and find our purpose and find our why and, or like, and all that like that stuff's kind of a bit of a flavour in the month at the moment which is rightly so because it should be um, it should be front of mind people should be thinking about their purpose people should be wanting to make an impact and all those kind of things but that comes from tipping in some effort um, and and tipping in some time to figure out what you're what your desires are, what your big hairy goals are and, and what you actually want to spend your life doing um, because it's not an answer that's going to come to you straight away. Um, it's an answer that you'll work on and I'm still working on. Um, like I still remember 
I started a master's degree and got 10 months into it and one night I was sitting there on a Monday, it was a Monday night, it was about 8.40, we finished at 9, um, I was up in the city, I was about to dri- have to drive home for an hour and a bit, um, get up and coach at 6am the next morning and I, and I kind of said, this isn't me, like this is not what I want to be doing with my life and, and I was like, why am I doing this course, Am I doing? I'm doing it because I didn't really have, not another option, but I didn't have a plan B or a... Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I wanted to do, so I think being, and it sounds a little wishy-washy, but being true to true to what you want and who you are, um, and you know, that, I think that comes with self-awareness. So that's a really long-winded way of saying learn more about yourself. Um, and I think we learn more about ourselves by listening, watching, and reading um, what other people who have been through it, because you know, everyone, every mistake you're going to make, someone's already made it, and. It's not to say we're not all going to make mistakes, but if you can learn from someone else's mistake, it saves you the two or three or f- five years that it might take you to make it. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's wisdom yeah. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, Everyone's story. But that, and that's the thing. Like You can learn something from every single person on this earth. Um, and we, and I, like, I find myself doing it as well, right? Like Context is a big part of it. Like People who have context are people that we listen to. Um, but... Sometimes we just need to understand that we can learn something off everyone, right? Like every single one of my clients um, I can learn something from. And I, I, I probably used to say it as a bit of an off-the-cuff thing, but we, ha- we run a mentorship and internship program at Virtus, and it's, you know, it's growing and adapting from a coaching mentorship to a life mentorship. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll all be based around the coaching forever, but diving some, into that, some of that meaning stuff is really important for me. And at the start of it, since we started three years ago, I've always been like, you know, we'll learn more from you, more from, or more or just as much from you as you learn from us. And I probably used to just say it, but now I truly believe it because, you know, it's the way they might ask one question or it's, you know, the way that um, we might be able to explain something and then we something flicks in our head and we kind of like, yeah, that's actually what I meant. Well, that's, that's where I was headed. Um, and I think having those people around us that, we're trying to teach um, helps solidify what we believe and mm-hmm. where, where we're headed. Um, and, you know, you kind of get it from talking to some people that are parents that have young kids and their kids say something and they're just like, it floors them, it rocks them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like, that's, that's part of my life I'm really excited for. Not yet, 10, you know, yeah. 10 years or so, but it, like having, having you know, little versions of me and KP to learn from is going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, down the track. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. One thing in, in what you said before was it reminded me of a quote that is, the time's going to pass anyway. Yeah. So when you said that you're either going to sit there and do nothing about it or, you, or you're going to you know, get out there, have a try, make mistakes and figure it out along yeah. the way, the time's going to pass anyway. Yeah. So you might as well figure it out and, and try and do things to find that thing. Well, I've got... Yeah, like that brings... Like two quotes, right? Everyone's seen the Jim Carrey... like. Um, graduation speech that he yep. does back at his um, back at wherever he went to school and it was just like you can fail at the things you don't love so you may as well have a crack at the things you love um, but I was on on the way up here today I was listening to a podcast um, who was it Lewis Howes and Jesse Itzler okay. um, Jesse Itzler has some really cool um, theories on time like he just, just just turned 50 and stuff like that one of the things that he said that kind of grabbed me it was you know if you have a kid now in 10 years, they're going to be 10. You could start anything you wanted to do as like a little hobby or side project and be pretty much an expert by the time your kid's 10. 
Like, if you want to start piano, if you, you know, jump into piano for a few hours a week, every week until your kid's 10, you're going to be a fucking good piano player, right? <laughs> Jiu-jitsu, whatever, like writing, reading. Um, and I thought that was a really cool thing that, yes, time is going to pass anyway. So we may as well be focusing on goals. And people go, oh, I don't want to have a three-year goal or a five-year goal or a ten-year goal, and that's okay. But in three years or five years or ten years, maybe you'll look back and go, oh, I wish I really mm-hmm. set a goal or things like that. Um, you know, it's t- like, do you do you want to be in the same position you are now? That's that's my in, biggest fear. In three years Mate. or in five, yeah. in ten years. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I want to be <laughs> growing and evolving and, yeah. and doing more. And it comes back to what contribution do I want to have? Hundred percent. What fun do I want to have? And how do I want to be living my life? And it's yeah. like, if it's the same, look, I'm not saying I don't have a great life. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I make the most of it. Yeah. Um, of everything that I've got and the people in my life, but yeah, there's definitely. Yeah, not that I need more in terms of materialistic stuff, but it's like you want to be doing. You still want to grow, right? Yeah, and have more fulfillment, more experiences yeah. and memories. You, like you can play a video game, right? But if you play the same level over and over <laughs> again, you're gonna get sick of it pretty quick. Like in Mario, you got to get the mushroom to get bigger and jump on correct, the pole. Correct. But I'm not saying go do <laughs> mushrooms to get to the next level. <laughs> hey, who knows? That could it's get, a metaphor. That might get you to the next level. Look, I don't recommend it. Uh, oh, look, I'm not recommending it. Not saying that I've done it to recommend, <laughs> but um, you figure it out the way you got to figure it out. <laughs> Good for me. <laughs> if this was the last time you seen me and yep. I asked you to teach me something tangible that I can use every day in my life to improve my life, what would you teach me? Give me some context. What what holes do you feel that you need to fill? Because I guess this is something that, as a coach, I I'm lucky enough to be able to. And hopefully it's not a the last time you see me, but I'm able to find little things that may help um, people improve consistently for the rest of their life. So give me some context. What what areas of your life do you feel as though you need help with? Me personally right now is relaxing. Yep. I feel like I'm always on the go doing a yep. hundred things. Would be uh, self-belief. Yep. Uh, especially having a lot of things on the go, you kind of yep. stretch and you go, 100%. can I do all this? That's just, there's still those little blocks there. Yep. And then I'd probably say, how can I look after myself more? Cool. Well, I've got In th- terms of yeah. physically, eating-wise, yep. physical-wise. 100%. Um, one, of the, one of the things we use at the gym, uh, it's called the holistic wellness scale, right? So it's, it's, it's a big thing, but it's something that you can check in on once a month or whatever and see how you're going. It's... 10 areas of your life, so I'm probably going to miss one, but there's food, nutrition, hydration, training and movement, sleep quality, sleep quantity, working and relaxation, um, stress, time management, and energy levels. I think that's 10. If it's not, I apologize. It's a nine-point scale now. (laughs) Um, And it's basically, you rate each one of those right now where you're at, be really open and honest, and you rate it out of 10. 10 being perfect, where you want to be, and you know, you're never really going to reach perfect. It's like that drawing in your head from before, but um, you, know, you, you want to get close to that. Mm-hmm. One being shit out, and, and, and you rate where you're at. For the ones that, I'm a big believer that if you want to improve all areas of your life, focus on one at a time. Um, otherwise, you know, you're just going to fall short in a bunch of different areas, but if you get one right, then you can move to the next one. Um, for the ones that aren't quite where you want them to be, so you might have sleep at a three and, and like for you it might be relaxation working in um, and time management, right? 
Um, we've got a bunch of different activities we do for, for those, but it, it'll be like, what are two action points you can take right now that will improve those two things between now and next time I see you. And I might see that person the next day. Like, what's something you can do over the next 24 hours? And for, you know, for each one, they're going to have something that they can do and make sure that it's it's, uh, measurable um, and make sure that we can understand, we can understand what they actually need to do. Because I think one of the biggest reasons why people don't achieve their goals is they don't set themselves up up for success and they don't actually know how to succeed. Mm -hmm. So... Well, yeah. they don't know what success is to them. Exactly, as well. right? Because success is one of those weird words that we chuck in quotation marks that everyone's got their own version. Um, so, for example, yeah, if it's if it's relaxation, um, it might be I want you to meditate for ten minutes each day. But usually, I'll put it on them to think of something. Um, and if they're really struggling, I'll give them something. So, just meditate ten minutes. Download the Calm app. Spend eighty bucks on it for the year, because when we got a little skin in the game, we're a little bit more likely to actually do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Get our, um, get our money's worth. Hundred percent, and I think I think there's an important, you know, there's important psychology around putting money into something, um, which is why people commit to unis, uni, right? Like, yeah, uni is expensive and and things like that, but it makes you go for four, for four years of your life. So and it, it teaches you to to show up consistently. Um, so there's there's your one action point. Do that for the next 24 hours. So it's it's not about one big thing that's going to change your life. It's about focusing on the little things. Um, so be trialing different things as well. Yeah, trialing different things, but focus on one at a time. Yep. Or two at a time, or three at a time. So for example, if yours is time management and meditation, it might be okay for the next week. You're going to meditate once a day for 10 minutes. And if you fuck up, if you miss a day, it doesn't matter. Tomorrow you you have another shot. Um, we've got a saying at the gym: never miss a Monday. If you miss a Monday bad luck never miss a Tuesday like yeah. just just rock up the next day if you do seven of those in a row cool we're back to never miss a Monday yeah. um, and that's okay everyone like life happens um, and I think if you structure your life like I have to do this this day and then you don't hit it and you're just like oh I'm just gonna you know it's like the diet thing right we eat something shitty we go oh I may as well just load up today um, second one for time management would be uh, do you know how many hours there are in a week nope 168 so there's 168 hours in the week, every week. Um, so people will go, I don't have enough time or I can't fit it in or whatever. Um, yes, that's like I believe that's bullshit. And I, I believe that everyone has heaps of shit to do, but you look at the most successful people, again, I use that word, but you look at the people you look up to the most, they've all got 168 hours. They find a way to make it work, so you've got to find a way to make it work. And I tend to find it's a pro- it's, it tends to be priority-based. So we've got a little activity... Um, for the guys listening at home, if you've got a piece of pen and a piece of pen, a piece of paper and a pen, <laughs> write 168 hours down, and then put down all the shit that you spend your time doing. So you might go sleep. I want to sleep eight hours a night, 40 hours. So you're down to 128. Work. I might sleep 40 hours. So you go drop it down, whatever 100, down to 88. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and you just, <laughs> who knows? Anyone's good at quick maths. Um, and you basically <laughs> put all the things down that you want to be doing. Yep. Um, and you go from there, yep. and you'll end up with somewhere between 0 and 20 hours. Um, some people will have more, some people will have less, left over. And you'll be like, what, do you, what else do you do? I'm like, that's all I do. Where are those extra 20 hours going? So you start to become a little bit more aware of your time and how you're spending your time. Um, to be more purposeful to, and yeah, intentional Exactly, with that exactly, time. right? Yep. So, and it doesn't mean you have to be busier. It just means that if you're, like for me, I try and structure my diary so that I'm tipping into my cup as well as, um, you know, working out and working and doing all that stuff so if I've got an hour booked for reading 
or if I've got an hour booked for, like I call it Wallace time, if I've got an hour booked for me, that hour gets done. Like, yeah. we need, I think we need to be more uh, protective of our time. Um, I am starting to get better at it. I'm one that I find it hard to say no. But I think that if we are able to say no, then we can be more intentional with what we say yes to. Um, and if you're, if that 168 hour, like it's called 168 hour rule, um, something we've used for my, with my clients for the last five years. If that's not working, go really micro and and chop up your week into 15 minute blocks and start on a Monday morning. By yep. like 10 a.m. on a Monday, you're probably going to be really annoyed at yourself because you're like, I don't use my time as efficiently as I could. Um, yeah, so I think for you know the one tangible thing is just is an activity that that shines light on what's going on in your life. Um, yeah. I reckon that's a great that's a yeah. great tangible tool that anyone can use. Yeah, because I think it's something that always in the back of everyone's mind is that how can I optimize my time and be more intentional to do maybe they're doing what they're doing like we we're saying before. Yeah, they're doing something but they're not fulfilled or happy. Maybe they yeah. need to. Let's say have a morning routine of fifteen minutes of just meditating. Perfect. Tick, tick that off, and like, it, you know, I don't really have any non-negotiables in my life. Like, I understand that life's fluid and things happen, but you need to have the things you can come back to when things aren't going well. So, would you say that that you've got your standards? Yeah. The non-negotiables aren't those standards, or it's um, just you I hold those standards high, but yeah. you understand that hey, I'm. Look, I, I want to write my daily gratitude every day, right? Like that's. If I said it was a non-negotiable and, you know, I missed two days this week. I had, you know, 15 hours um, at work on a Monday on Monday, and I just didn't have time to grab my diary and stop and sit and think for a second. I wasn't able to be present in writing that. If it was a non-negotiable for me, then I would feel real shit about myself. Yeah. But it, if I was able to accept that I didn't do it, move on, um, Tuesday I said I'll be better and I fucked up on Tuesday right? I didn't do it on Tuesday either <laughs> but yesterday and today knocked over my gratitude so I feel fine right lucky, well, that's exactly <laughs> it like I'm not like kicking myself while yeah. I'm down um, because I missed something like that um, I got another tangible thing for, for you guys to do like it's called the, the life list so write down all the shit that you love to do write down another list of all the stuff you're actually doing mm-hmm. do your best to make sure those lists are the same like the second one should be like the first one. Yep. Um, happiness is one of those things that everyone's chasing in their own different way. Um, but if you can f- actually go, these are the things that make me happy, these are the things that fill my cup, these are the things I love to do, then do them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, The rest of the stuff will figure it out. And yes, you've got to go to work and yes, you've got to do this, but find a job that you like to do <laughs> and then, then it fills your cup, even yeah. the days that are hard. Love it. What's most meaningful to you in life right now? People. Um, people and, and my connections with those people. So I think I kind of, I struggle. I'm a, I'm a very extroverted person um, most of the time, but then there's like a 30 to 40% of my life where I'm like, I need to be by myself and I need to, you know, I'll get home from work some days and I'll be coaching all day and, and you know, be super up and about, and I'll get home, and I'm like, I can't talk. Yeah. <laughs> I just have no interest in talking, and it annoys the hell out of KP. And I'm just like, I can't, I just can't. Um, so I think for me, it's it's connection and people, but also understanding that some of that connection is with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, thirty to forty percent of my life, I need to be focusing on me, and I need to be diving into me because that allows me to be my best self for those people around yeah. me. Um, and you know, 
Like uh, you said, fill your cup. Yeah. You can't pour into anyone else if you don't have any water. Correct, correct. Uh, um, there's gin in my cup. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm like I'm incredibly fortunate to have the people in my life that I do, and you know that's what's most meaningful to me is all of those relationships and cultivating those relationships, um, and you know reconnecting with people that I may have not given enough time or energy to. Mm-hmm. Um, but on like with that comes needing to um, what's, what's the best word to say this that doesn't sound like I'm being a dick is <laughs> um, time to kind of cut people off yeah. and, and not cut people off and like fuck you I'm not talking to you anymore but just be like you know what like I've because I think we've all had or got those people in our lives that we think we're going to get along really well with forever and, and you know we keep tipping into the relationship and then maybe they're not tipping in back and it's just a you know they're those people that call us when they need something but not call us in the, in the way they need something like knowing that they'd be there for you if you if you ask it so I think it's like it's kind of threefold tipping into the people that you love tipping into me and then knowing when it's time to move on from certain relationships yeah yeah I agree what impact do you want to have on people and the community and the world uh oh, what impact that's a big word um what impact I want I want to help people to live their best life, live a life worth worth living. And I think if I can do that, and how I do that will probably change. Like right now, um, it's you know through the podcast and through coaching and through teaching and, and things like that. Um, part of me wants to do it on a bigger and bigger scale. Part of me wants to center in on the on a small scale and and really add value to a, to a few people. But I think if I continue to do things that I love to do continue to fill my cup that'll give me the energy and purpose to make that bigger impact mm-hmm. whatever that may be so yeah I know, impact's a tough word but um, and for me it's building context for the people that I want to help um, because if I'm just talking about myself all day every day they're probably not going to listen <laughs> um, so, so it's finding ways to add value to those guys um, impact on a big scale or impact on a little scale is just adding value it's just doing finding ways to help people with whatever they need help with um, and so, you know, that's sometimes it's uh, right person wrong wrong time um, so it's yeah it's hard because you know I think if I can keep on I guess working on my message and what my message is um, and growing that and adapting it and, and transcending the previous message with a better message, then I'll be able to make an impact. Um, I think it's being okay with the fact that it'll take time um, and that it will not, will never be on the scale that I want it to be. Yeah. What does it mean to be conscious? What does it mean to be conscious? Good question. What's your definition of conscious? Self-awareness. Yeah. yeah. Conscious being awake. Yeah. Uh, and I don't <laughs> like to say hashtag woke. Um, <laughs> Or woke AF. Yeah, super woke. But, um, (laughs) super woke. Um, I'm going to steal that for the podcast. But, um, I, I, yeah, I feel self awareness. Yeah. Being aware. Like, I really like when you, when you, when you post up first, like with a name, I really like the name because being conscious, um, for me is just understanding who you are, what you are, why you do the things you do. Um, and then, Understanding that that's part of it, but then you've you've got to try and understand how the rest of the world works. Mm-hmm. Um, 
being conscious as being receptive to change, um, being able to deal with criticism and feedback and negative feedback um, because these are the things that help us grow and learn. We all get stuck into the um, stuck into conversations where we don't actually add any value and all we do is just say nice things and that we don't really believe and and, and do things because we think other people want to do it. And I think being conscious is wake up in the morning, go to bed at night, doing whatever the fuck you want to do in between. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Do you have any other, anything else you want to leave with any, everyone, the listeners? Any tips? Any tips? Any other messages? Uh, you do you <laughs> is a simple one. Um, don't try and be someone else because, you know, they're already doing it. Um, whatever that Dr. Seuss quote, quote is about no one will ever be you or than you is a cool one um, and I think again one of the quotes on my walls on, on my wall on the walls at the gym um, is excellence is not, a ha- not an act but a habit um, habits for me if you don't own your habits then your habits will own you um, I just mixed two quotes into one but um, <laughs> it is now Lockies yeah, quote. <laughs> and yeah, understand that you know you've just got to like it's all up to you. Um, you're in charge. You are the the driver of your life. So if you want something, do it. If you don't want something, remove it. Um, you know, find those little habits that are going to help you get to where you want to get to. Um, and yeah, just make. And I think for me and for a lot of people, we get to where we want to get to by making the others around us better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that's that's what I, how I want to live my life. I want to be making the people around me better because that just helps me improve. Yeah. Love that. Be a conscious creator. We're always Good. creating, but be a conscious creator. Spot on. Where can people see more of your stuff, follow the podcast and listen to the podcast? Yes. And uh, you as well, yeah, the excellence me. coach. And me talking shit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so my Instagram is just at the excellence coach. Um, Virtus Performance on Instagram, Virtus Podcast on Instagram. Um, all the links if, are pretty much on there. Yeah, all the, all the links, all the links are on there. If you if you click on the link, it's a link to another bunch of links. Yeah, it's um, a link so tree there's one. So many yeah, links. So, link, same with us. We link, have the link tree. Link one tree there. is a dream. <laughs> um, but uh, VirtusPerformance.com. If anyone's around Mornington, stick your head in, come hang out. Um, yeah, I just we're just trying to do cool shit with cool people. Um, I think life's just a big big period of time where we do heaps of cool shit and then we die so you know, I think if we if we can collaborate if anyone wants to collaborate anyone wants to have a conversation on, on the Virtus podcast um, anyone wants to train anyone wants to be better then then hit us up at Virtus um, yeah that's it love it man good well, for you thank you so much it's an absolute pleasure it has been amazing it's been too long yeah, one 100%. Um, but we'll definitely do it again soon can't yeah. wait to be back here and in a month you'll still be far away but Oh, mate, I'll come, I'll come up travel. again. Good from you. Excellent. All right, man. Take care. Peace. Love your work. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen in on our conversation. Hopefully, you got some insights and values to raise your awareness. If you like the podcast, please like, share on social media, and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. I would really appreciate it. You can also keep up to date on our Facebook and Instagram pages. Uh, both handles are at The Conscious Podcast. And also my personal account, which is at Carlo underscore Cirillo. Until next time, take care and be nice.